everyone, and welcome to the 16th show of our second season. I'm Dana. And I'm Jim. Today, we're at the Green Growler with new owner, Evan Perdomer Cohen. But first, beer. <laughs> that was good. Ah. I like that. So, we actually are doing something different today. We are all having three separate beers. Um, so, we're going to go around the table and talk about the beer because we, we each chose them separately. Uh, for different reasons, so if you want to kick it off, Evan, well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Oh, Thank you for having us. <laughs> it's great to be here. Uh, yeah, super excited. Um, so yeah, uh, I know you guys usually have a set beer to start the podcast, but uh, here at the Green Growler, we have 12 different taps, 10 beers, two ciders, and a rotating curation of like over 100 different cans and bottles. Wow. So... We like to think that whatever your tastes are, whatever you're in the mood for, we've got a beer for yep, you. perfect. So in that spirit, I asked you what you guys wanted to yeah, drink. Love it. Uh, I'm currently drinking, I'd never tried it before, but it's the new beer from Foreign Objects. Ooh, I like that one. Based in, uh, they're a New Paltz-based brewery, and it's called Green Galaxy. And so I'm that, assuming there's galaxy hops in there. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's our best guess. Its description nice. says, glowing golden color and aromatics that recall freshly cr- cut grass Lemon lime citrus flowers and sticky pine resin. Nice. Have you nice. tasted it yet? Do you get that? Uh, I love when I read um, a description of a beer and I'm like, I got none of that. <laughs> I mean, that's I, totally different. <laughs> I definitely get lemon uh, on the on the nose uh, and grass, almost like kind of like a pilsnery note okay. of grass. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then there's definitely like kind of a pioneer flavor in it, which is cool because with all the hazy crazy yeah, beers yeah, nowadays yeah. you get a lot of citrus notes but like the kind of west coasty flavors are kind of like getting Absolutely. lost in the mix so i like i've been trying to get back into yeah. those you said they're from new Paltz, this brewery? Yeah, yeah do you know how long they've been around or approximately uh approximately i want to say like two or th- at least two years okay so new uh, yeah okay. yeah um, very cool yeah. I like New Paltz. It's cute up there. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, I don't know what I'm having. It's from Common Roots. I just heard Common Roots and I took it. What am I having? Uh, the shad- <laughs> <laughs> it's the Shadow Figures Porter. It's delicious. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be warm today, but right now it's a little gray and a little cool out, so this is kind of perfect for the, the beer right now. Let me taste it. Another one of, one of the reasons Dana... Uh, actually, Evan recommended it. Um, and we all know what's going on uh, with Common Roots and the fire that they recently had. So I think it was an appropriate choice. Um, yeah. To kind of... And there's, there's different things that uh, we can do in the beer community to kind of help lift them up uh, post-tragedy. So uh, if you guys go to Common Roots' website, uh, we did a post on our Instagram page a few weeks back, if you want to take a look at that. Uh, there is a Gmail address that you can write to to see what you can do uh, monetarily to help them rebuild. Yeah, that, that email is yeah. helpcommonroots at gmail.com. And the Green Growler, we've stocked up on their stuff. And we're also, if you want to toss a couple extra bucks on your tab at the end of the day, we're, we put into our system uh, a way to receive donations for Common Roots. And that's, that's awesome. awesome. The end of the month and the next couple of months, we're just going to see where it stands and cut them a check. Yeah. Because uh, my wife and I went up. Before I owned the Growler, before I worked at the Growler, my wife and I went up to the Lake George area, mm-hmm. and Common Roots was one of the places we visited, and we absolutely fell in love with everything they're about, their scene, their vibe, their beer, 
And so anything we can do to help them yeah. recover is, is of they're utmost also, importance. Um, they're taking care of their staff members, even though they're not. That, that says a lot to me about who they are just yeah. as human beings. Yes. Like they had this horrible fire and they're concerned about their employees and still want to take care of them monetarily. So the money you donate goes towards that as well, which is huge to me. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So I'm having, uh, I was perusing the perusing yeah. refrigerators here <laughs> at the Green Growler, and Evan has such an amazing selection. Thank you. Uh, it's really awesome. And um, I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I see some stuff from Industrial Arts, which I love, and Power Tools is like one of my favorites. So I was about to grab one of those, and Evan's like, hey, uh, I have Focal Banger back here. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going with that. So when we were at Horse Feathers a couple of weeks ago, yeah. she had Hetty Topper. Yep. But you have my favorite from Focal The Alchemist, yeah. which is Focal Banger, um, which is an IPA out of uh, Vermont. And it comes in at 7%, and I absolutely love it. They recommend you drink it out of the can. Um, and once again, don't be a D-bag. Recycle this can. <laughs> yeah. It's great. I love that. <laughs> Always. It's the best model. <laughs> um, okay, like you said, we are in Croton. <clears throat> And you both grew up in Croton. Yes, we did. Correct. Did yes. you? Correct. What's the age difference? Like how many years apart? Like a year. One year. Oh, yeah. So yeah. you like yeah. went to elementary, middle school, high school. Well, you graduated yeah. with Ollie and yep. that whole crew. Yeah, yeah. and Ulrich and yeah, Thomas and I saw you guys in an episode with TJ. Yeah. Yes. Who I like. TJ and I became friends uh, in high school just because we both played in bands together, mm-hmm. and um, and so yeah, that's how I knew Ollie really well. And yeah, Brian was my year. Brian still comes in here all the time for. For beers, like one of the best parts of uh, taking this place over has been like getting to reconnect with people from high school. Because when we went to Croton, yeah, it was super small classes. Like yeah. now they're in like the uh, the triple digits for their classes. But like oh, my really? grad, yeah, my graduating class was like eighty five yeah. kids, yeah. Yeah. and we knew each other from like children's space daycare yeah. all yeah. the way up. Yeah. So <laughs> mine was eighty eight. Yeah, yours was eighty five. And then our two years, everybody knew each other through our two. You know. Just passing each other in the hallway and being, you know, in on different sports teams together and things of that nature. Yeah. So and Croton's small. I feel like if you're just out with your family, you're going to see everybody. It's mm-hmm. not yeah. very big around yeah. here. When I was coaching there a few years ago, I would be like, "Hey, who's this kid that's in the gym while we're having practice?" Like, I need. And one kid on my team was like, "I don't know who that kid is." You were like, like, "Excuse me?" I'm like, "How do you not know who the kid is in this yeah. school?" And yeah. he was like, "Do you know how many kids are in my class?" I'm like, "No, how many?" And he told me, I was like, damn. I was like, I had 88 kids in my yeah, life. Yeah. And they were like, what? I was like, yeah, it was small back then. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that, though. I had 62 people in my graduating wow. class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Especially now as we get older, we have reunions. Yeah. It's like, oh, I kind of know where everybody is through Facebook. It's easy to keep up with people. Yeah. I went to her high school reunion. What year was it? The graduation? See? see. So I'm trying to sneak 25 years. I'm <laughs> old. Yeah. <laughs> so I go to her 25th high school reunion and I was hanging out with the other spouses that didn't go to yeah. the lab school that she went to and uh, we did a spouse's picture and we're all just kind of like looking in different directions it's like we don't know anybody there so I was like guys we need to do a funny spouse's picture yeah, so that's that, was, that was pretty funny so yeah our my 20th is coming up and then yours is one year uh, after yeah, yeah yeah I did not make it to the 10th or the 15th. You thinking about hosting <laughs> your 20th here? Oh, I think yeah. that would be awesome. Oh, I definitely could. You need to reach yeah. out to whoever the class president Just was. Just put uh, a private party, private party on the front door, and that's it. Yeah. Shut it down, you know? There we go. 
like do it. Do a cross yeah, well, per head. Because the thing we do it, uh, the only other place I could think to do it was where we held our senior prom, which was Crystal Bay. But now that's the River Outpost, Finn and Brew, Spins Hudson. Yeah. Like, that's what Crystal Bay became. Really? Like, yeah. Okay. So, which was weird, because the first time I, like, walked in there, I was like, last time I was in here, I was wearing, like... I looked I, My senior pro- Yeah senior Tell me it was powder blue Tell me it was powder no, blue <laughs> No uh, I was always An alternative Dresser Okay kid. So uh, Yeah uh, Senior year I think I had Bright orange spiked hair uh, And was wearing uh, A tuxedo That is referred to As a morning jacket So the jacket Like went down to my yes. ankles So I looked Somewhere between Like a cyber Punk from the old west was kind of. I was singing pimp, but okay, that, that works. <laughs> junior year, well, junior year, I wore a gray top hat and tails, uh, which I uh, all was locally sourced from thrift stores. I love uh, it. It's amazing. Yeah. I still have the top hat. So <laughs> you uh, should wear that at the reunion. There we go. That's, most people will be like, "That's the only way I remember you." <laughs> there he is. I am your craft beer pimp. So yes. you graduate from Croton High School. Where do you go to college? Uh, I went to Brandeis University. Where's that? Uh, Waltham, Massachusetts. Yeah. Twenty minutes outside of Boston. What was your major? Philosophy. Uh, wow. With a minor, a double minor in film studies and journalism. I was going to be a uh, journalist. When I wow. graduated college, and did you want to do like documentaries and like serious things like that? Um, yeah, I mean, I studied film. You could only really get a minor, uh, and I studied film from like a critical standpoint. It yeah. wasn't really like a production gotcha. standpoint. Um, but when I well, actually, when I graduated high school, uh, I had been the editor in chief of the school newspaper. So I was like, I'm going to be a journalist. This is my dream. And then I got rejected from Northwestern, which is the best journalism school, and uh, was just kind of like, all right, well, I'm going to go to this, you know, Brandon's a really good school. I'm yeah. going to see where it's at. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I studied philosophy because I just kind of fell into it, and I liked arguing with my, my classmates, because yeah. that's basically we would write our term papers by sitting in a room eating pizza and yelling at each other, and then we would all go back into our individual rooms and write our papers based on where we sussed out the argument. I like um, that. Yeah, and and um, basically, when I graduated college, uh, the way I kind of found my first career trajectory, well, first legitimate career tra- trajectory, uh, was I had to do an internship for journalism, and I did an internship at VH1. Ooh. Uh, and made a lot of contacts, mm-hmm. and they basically were like, it was between my junior and senior year that I did the summer internship they were like you have another year until you graduate when you graduate start reaching out to us and yeah. like we'll see if we can't get you a job nice um but that was like originally when I graduated college that was always going to be my part time career mm-hmm. because I was fully committed to being a touring musician uh in punk and metal bands um and I went to college because I wanted to not go to college and be in punk and metal bands. <laughs> and my mother said, yeah. you don't go to college, I kill you. I <laughs> knew I that went, was coming yes, in. Ma'am. That'd be the fact. <laughs> yes, ma'am. When did you start playing music? Uh, well, when I was six. Wow. Uh, I've been, my grandmother was a piano teacher okay. and a flautist. And neither of my parents were particularly musical. 
that my dad has taken up the harmonica recently. <laughs> That's uh, um, uh, but yeah, I started here at Cortland Music uh-huh. um, with Frank Corrado, and uh, mm-hmm. then uh, moved on to guitar. I played piano for like five or six years. Uh-huh. I I kind of had musical ADD. I like and Croton Schools was fantastic because they had this amazing rental exchange program where oh. you could like rent an instrument, try it out for a couple of weeks or months. And if you got sick of it, you traded it in and tried something else. That's so, really cool. Uh, you know, I tried alto saxophone, baritone horn. Um, my my Like I said, my grandmother was a flautist, so my mom was like, I have her flute, you have to learn. So I went to band camp for flute. So when you're yeah, renting all these fun. other instruments, do you have instructors... Teaching yeah. you, okay. It's yeah. like you trying to wing it, like. No, no, no. Like we had, <laughs> right. we, had we had, we had Mr. Carrington and Miss Lopeman. <laughs> okay. I met Miss Lopeman. Yeah. Yes. Um, and uh, Mr. Carrington was a an accomplished clarinet player uh, and a and could basically bang it out on any any other yeah. instrument. Wow. Um, and so, you know, it was mostly like you'd get like a like instructional like first my first whatever instrument it was book <laughs> and it would teach you the basic like uh Scale positions or and, scales yeah. or fingerings or yeah. what clef you were in right. what key you were in and um yeah it was just kind of winging it That's and so cool. i you know the school indulged me in having musical add That's for awesome. like like 10 years and then around when i was like 12 or 13 i went to go see the smashing pumpkins and i decided i was going to be in a rock band for the rest of my life and there was no way around it uh-huh. um so I had been playing guitar. I decided to start playing bass, uh, and I have been primarily a bassist, yeah, since I was thirteen. That's so awesome. Twenty-three years of playing bass. So when you're in high school, did you have a high school band you played with? Of course. What was the name of the band? Uh, high school band. The one that played a lot of shows was called Poor Lenore. And how did that name come about? Uh, I loved Edgar Allan Poe. Ah. I was okay. A, I was a. No closet about it. I was an uncloseted goth kid. Okay. You know, bright. I dyed my hair every color I could think of starting in eighth <laughs> grade. Um, my mother was the uh, most celebrated by the kids and resented by the parents when she took me to a hair salon and got my hair dyed Cookie Monster Blue in eighth grade. Um, That's awesome. And every kid thought she was the coolest mom, and every mom was like, why did you do this <laughs> to us? <laughs> yeah, my kids, uh, and my mom... Uh, at the time, and so to this day, she was like, you know, I thought hair dyeing, it's a phase. If I just, like, double down and let him do yeah. it, he'll work it out of his system. And your listeners can't see it, but my entire arm is covered in tattoos. So <laughs> modifying my body is something that, um, yeah, it never works out of your system. <laughs> and she's I like, like her thought process, yeah, though. Like, yeah. Like if I if I tell him not to do it, he's gonna want to do it even more. Right. I, I I see where her, she was her thought going. Was she yeah. saw a couple of my friends who would like bleach and dye their hair with like, you know, with Kool Aid or right. go to Hot Topic and buy dye and stain your like bathtub. Clorox. Yeah, it's like, and, like, I don't want him. And, doing and that. he was like, I. She was like, I don't want him hurting himself yeah. or like turning my like my bathtub permanently yeah, purple. Yeah, fucking my shit up in my house. Yeah, yeah. so I'm going to make, like, professionals do it. And right. and uh, we went to this, like, old Italian hairstylist in, oh. I think in Hartsdale, um, and where she got her hair cut, and every <laughs> person in the room, every little old lady, all the hairdressers, they all kind of, like, stopped what they were doing and watched the whole process of me getting my hair done. It was great. Was the hairdresser like, I'm sorry, what color did you say? <laughs> I showed up. I was like, here's the color I want. Oh, I 
make my it. hair that color. Wow. And they were like, oh, God. all right. That's amazing. Uh, I will try and find you pictures. Um, oh, please do. Yeah. I'm please. sure my mom, I think my mom has a photo album, which is every single one of my hair colors. It's just, Your mom sounds amazing. She's, she's fantastic. <laughs> so we were thinking journalist. Yep. We were always wanting to be in a band. Yep. We now own uh, a craft beer grocer. Yeah. In Croton, in your hometown of Croton Hudson. Yeah, this just happened. How long ago you took uh, over ownership? Uh, so I officially took over ownership just shy of two months ago. Okay. Um, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I've been working here as a as a manager for the past over a year, about 13, 14 months. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I was never back in college days, and. Um, like right out of college, I was never a, a big craft beer guy. Um, I, I have a Miller High Life tattoo that commemorates uh, a, a, a hard drinking uh, time on the road uh, and some inside that. jokes with some friends. Um, that is great. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, right around when I like, I was thinking about it the other day in anticipation of the podcast. But uh, uh, I think the first like craft beer I probably tried was um, Sierra Nevada mm -hmm. because when I moved uh, I moved to Brooklyn uh, graduated college in 2005 did a couple of tours um, wow what'd you tour? Uh, US continental US that's um, cool yeah east coast and then we did like I think we did east coast for like a month and then we took like a couple of weeks off and then we did uh, west coast for like two months uh, and then we all came home and we're like alright we'll figure out the next tour and this was like pre how the internet is now like mm -hmm. at best we had we kind of had MySpace yeah yeah um, like Facebook was still the Facebook and yeah. you had to actually <laughs> be a college student at right. one of the repped colleges yeah. to like get on it so social media wasn't being used for tours as much mm -hmm. um, so we were still kind of very much DIY yeah. like, do it yourselfing it um so we took a couple months off, and I worked at the Jefferson Valley Mall as a manager at GameStop, uh, <laughs> which was demoralizing. <laughs> working, working retail, yeah. uh, oh, especially God, yeah. especially that that retail uh, was very difficult. Twelve uh, year olds coming and yelling at you. <laughs> uh, I mean, parents dropping their kids off at the Xbox display, and basically uh, that's their babysitter. Yeah. Like, I, my favorite is I once had a parent come in to buy an Xbox for their kid and was like, oh, yeah, my son's graduating college. Like, you know, um, we wanted to get him this gift. And I was like, oh, great. What school do you go to? And it was like, oh, this one. It was like, oh, cool. I went to school not far from there. And she looked at me and she went, oh, and you're doing this now? <gasps> I was like, bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Times is tough. Like, shut like, up. I have a <laughs> job. Took the Xbox and just slapped her. In the yeah, face. yeah, basically. <laughs> it's like, and enjoy your Xbox. Have a good one. Thanks. Wow. I tacked on an extra fifty dollars. Yeah, but I, I moved to Brooklyn in the in two thousand six. I had a buddy who called me and basically was like, um, "You hate your life right now. <laughs> I know you do. You complain about it all the time. Let's just move to the city." And I moved in like June on savings and lived there for the summer. Yeah. And at the end of the summer, I got a call from VH1 that was like, "Hey, do you want to nice. take an entry level job?" And so I worked in television for about ten years. Yeah. Started as a production assistant move myself up to a video editor nice. all while still playing in bands and yeah. traveling a little bit um, the bands changed over the years but uh, 
yeah, put in about 10 years and was editing mostly, um, mostly like reality TV stuff, docu-reality, did a lot of home design shows, yeah. a lot of, uh, the greatest one hit wonders of the 90s and 2000s. I love all shows. those shows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I've seen They're all your fun. work. <laughs> Most likely. Um, and so, yeah, I did that for about 10 years. And the last job I took was actually over in Pearl River. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I uh, met in 2011. She's yeah. checking. She's nodding. I like how you're asking. Like, is that what we met? I'm making sure. <laughs> um, met in 2011. Uh we moved in together in Brooklyn in 2015, I believe. Wow, fourteen. took your time. All right. I, I'm, I'm slow. <laughs> slow. Go with methodical or thoughtful. <laughs> no, just slow. Probably. Um, All right. Uh, but then um, I had taken uh, Laura to visit my parents' house a bunch, and... She fell in love with here and, and said, why don't we move back to the Hudson Valley? Okay. Uh, so we moved back. We got to Peekskill in 2016. 2016, we moved to Peekskill. 2017-ish, we moved to Peekskill. Um, and I was kind of over... I worked in, in television, like I said, for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I was always freelance. Yeah. So it would be three months on a job, six months gotcha. on a job. Yeah. And then I'd always... I'd be unemployed and having to hustle and yeah. having to... Even the jobs and people I'd worked for before having to prove myself again. And right. so I said, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. Yeah. And my wife very graciously said, well, what do you want to do? And in that time, we had gotten into the craft beer scene, coming and visiting the Hudson Valley, mm-hmm. coming and, and living in Brooklyn where, you know, um, the, it had just started exploding. Yeah. Um, it just seemed kind of logical. And I did a, a little bit of work trying to play myself up as like a social media manager and reaching out to breweries and distilleries and, and places like that. Um, and, and trying to parlay, I had done that whiskey podcast, yeah, yeah. uh, with some, with some friends, shout out to Quinn and Greg, uh, the weekly whiskey. It's not available online anymore, but if you email me, I'll probably send it to you. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I tried to parlay all that experience of trying to get a job in the industry and nothing was really panning out. And then in, like, March of 2018, I, uh, I walked into the old reliable craft beer bar in my hometown, the Green Growler, and they had a big sign-up that said, now hiring, and I'd been coming in to the old location, mm-hmm. um, which is where I met Dana, mm-hmm. um, and had, uh, you know, been frequenting both locations, and Shauna, our previous owner, knew me from around the town. And I said, are you hiring? She said, oh, my God, are you looking? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'd love to work here. You know, I'm really trying to get myself into the craft beer movement. And that's that's how I got in the door. That's awesome. That's amazing. So to go from, like, walking in the door saying, oh, are you hiring, to now being the owner in under two years. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, so in the interim when when I was looking for work in beer, uh, my wife and I had spoken about potentially owning mm-hmm. or opening up our own um, beer store and truth be told when we talked about like what the template we'd want to start with the Green Growler came up a lot um, because the model is sound mm-hmm. and and really smart and mm-hmm. Shauna laid down an amazing foundation mm-hmm. for a community center yeah. that serves an amazing variety of beer and so 
you know, we had looked in other locations. We didn't really want to compete, so we had looked in other sections of Westchester. And when I started working for Shauna, probably about a month in, she kind of sat down with me and she was like, so I'm interested to see what your five-year plan is. What are you looking to do? And I said, you know, I told her, you know, no, uh, at all transparency, yeah. no, no hiding anything. I'm learning, I'm looking to learn mm -hmm. how to run a business like this because I'd like to go somewhere that doesn't compete with you and do something similar. And, you know, she basically said, okay, you know, I'll, I'll definitely like take you under my wing and show you the ropes. And she put me in a day manager position mm -hmm. and kind of put me through all the paces of management and maintenance and everything you need to do to kind of maintain a shop like this. And, you know, a couple of months into it, she was like, you know, I got to be honest, I've been interested in, in moving on and, and trying something new in my life. Mm -hmm. Would you ever consider taking this over? And yeah, I was 100% on board. Were you stunned? Were you like, what? Uh, or did you kind of feel yeah. it coming? Were you like, ah, I feel like she's grooming me? Like no, uh, no. Um, it it kind of, it just, it was a little out of left field yeah <laughs> um but it was what i wanted yeah and it it definitely Which never happens in life no you know? so <laughs> no yeah it you know um one of the things that we shauna and i spoke about and i hold to uh in our version of the green growler is that we didn't want to change the name we didn't want to change the vibe we just wanted to tweak uh -huh. there's this place is so fantastic and it has been so fantastic for the past eight years mm -hmm. it's been open um that there's just so much there's more potential and yes i just felt enthusiasm towards unlocking that potential yeah. and also it just at this time in my life i'm 36 i'm married i have a six-month-old daughter i'm back where i grew up yeah. i kind of felt this like pull to start contributing to my community nice. and uh, nice. kind of give back to the town that raised me yeah and it felt like this was the best way i could that's awesome so yeah so the you know there was people ask all the time they're like, you're gonna change the name you're gonna turn it into a restaurant I was like, no, no no we're still gonna be a place for live music yeah. and ridiculous beer and just i like to call it a hippie dive bar <laughs> that's kind of perfect nice Especially for this town that, that, that fits. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of music, there was always like jazz. It's kind of like the jazz place. Mm -hmm. I've noticed you've changed that a bit. You have like a punk night. Yes. So Talk to us about that. Well, in homage to uh, growing up as uh, in the punk scene. So when I grew up around here, uh, Westchester County, the Hudson Valley, had an amazing underground youth music scene. Oh, wow. Um, absolutely fantastic. There were bars that would have all ages nights. There oh. were, I mean, we rented out storage facilities. We played in the gym of Holy Name of Mary Church. Stop, uh, really? I threw a show with TJ's band once yes. in Croton Harmon High School's cafeteria, yes. which I don't think, it, I don't know if they've <laughs> renovated it since then, but back then, if you fit 75 people in there, you, you were, were pushing it, and it was like 150 people. It was insane. Yeah. Um, Barkley used to have a band. Yeah, so Nobody's Heroes. Do shows with. Yeah, we wouldn't have house parties. Yeah, parents would go away. It just it was the nature of things. They would get. It's the they want to go away. They would leave their kids home, and there would be a Montrose like house party, and you yep. have like three bands on the ticket. Yeah, like how how is this you know everybody you know had a band. Yeah, wow. yeah. Well, because we like all took 
like lessons around here. They, they would fill in for one another. Like, yeah. hey, we need somebody to play with us yeah. tonight. Okay, cool. That's okay. Computers started picking up, so we'd record each other's albums. Courtland Music, uh, once mm-hmm. again, was a really good hub because they had a recording studio in the back, and they had a really good guitar teacher, Lou yeah. Briaco, fantastic guitar teacher. He basically taught all of us how to play guitar. Wow. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, like, kids who were in band and learned how to play horns, they started ska bands or, like, uh, you know, people started punk bands. Gotcha. Uh, we played the Lions Club in Croton. Um, I love telling people these stories is that there used to be a bar across the street from the Cortland Town Center. It's now, like, Home Sense or ShopRite mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, I had a band in late high school, early college. We played with the Plain White Tees when they were still, like, Shut an up, punk really? band. Yeah. Um, th- there was a storage facility in Buchanan. My Chemical Romance played there. Um, when they were a band that all dressed like goth vampires and nobody cared about them, like wow. for ten other kids. Mm-hmm. So this, there used to be, and and further south, there have always been fantastic scenes in Yonkers and and Briarcliff and Irvington, no and and there were you know uh, Montrose, like there there were tons of bands, and there were some local production companies, nine one four Productions, which is Chris Fuentes yes. and our yeah. friend and my friend Rob Sampona from Hen Hud. And they put together lots of DIY shows. And so that was always something that I grew up on and I loved it here. And when it became time to kind of take over this bar, the first thing that was on my, my docket was I'm going to bring back the music scene that I love yeah. because a lot of the people that I grew up with are still in bands. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. all in our mid thirties yeah. now, but like if we can get away from the kids or, you know, yeah. do it not on a school night, like we still like to rock out. Yeah. Um, you gotta get one last shot up here. I hundred percent down if they want to do. Is that TJ's band? That's yeah. TJ's old band. I mean, uh, if TJ and Chris oh, and Ollie awesome. are down to come, oh, awesome. was Simmons in that band? Ben uh, Ben would fill in on drums. Yep. Him and uh, Ollie yeah. couldn't play. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Simmons played. Yeah. Mikey Simmons played. <laughs> yeah. Was he bass? Yeah, Ollie was bass. Chris Ollie was Chris bass. was drums. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Chris was. Drums. But yeah, there there I would a hundred percent have one last shot come back. Um, you hear that, TJ? Yeah, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, <laughs> I listened to your episode. I'm really interested to check out your sustainable sushi restaurant. It sounds so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we'll trade. I'll come to your place and have some sushi. You, you got to come to my here. place and play some punk rock. I love it. Some awesome beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, it, but it wasn't <clears> just that. You know, Croton has always been a really artistic community. It's always had a really good music scene, whether it's jazz or classic rock or folk or mm. or you know, whatever, and I just really wanted to, as a musician, as a music lover, I really wanted to explore what I could do with this space. So, I mean, we have everybody from, you know, we have jazz um, luminaries like Mark Minkler, who basically invented the jazz program here at the Mm -hmm. Great Growler, is coming in a couple of weeks. Uh, We have Fred Gillen tonight. it won't matter to the people who listen to it, but you know, no, uh, if you're, this will go out right when we right now. Done, All right, so, yeah. so <laughs> if you're listening right now, 8 p.m., Fred Gillen Jr., uh, darling of the Hudson Valley folk scene, April uh, April 13th. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, we're we're doing punk rock nights. I have a is uh, that a regular thing on the calendar? Uh, I'm trying to work it in once a month. Oh, right. uh, so the first one was in March. Was obviously in March, and uh, it was three local bands. This next wow. one at the end of April is actually three solo acoustic musicians okay. who all play kind of like a folky punk variant. Uh, they have their own bands, but I asked them to kind of strip it down. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I've got a New Orleans jazz band coming in May. What is that? May 19th. Okay. Mady Gras. Mady Gras. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so, you know, I'm all about, you know, we've been talking with a bunch of different, you know, we still do uh, the Growler staple Sonic Thursdays, which is our once a month avant-garde, like mm-hmm. jazz group. We still do an open mic night once a month. Uh, our singer-songwriter wow. group, uh, our acoustic jam. Um, but I've also been diversifying our events. You know, we have we now have a weekly trivia night every Wednesday night. Nice. Uh, we're getting local breweries to sponsor that. So, like, That's next cool. Wednesday, Nap Time from Blavel will be sponsoring. The week following, Broken Bow from Tuckahoe will yep. be sponsoring. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah, we're just uh, we're doing an event with Trogues to celebrate spring this Sunday where we're giving away, like, starter uh, vegetable and flower plants, like, so you can start your garden. And we'll have some How of their cool beers on tap. And then, and we'll have a food truck. Uh, That's been a big thing. Is what kind of food truck? uh, For this Sunday, we have Layla's Crepe Station. We do sweet and savory crepes. Mm -hmm. Um, Last night, we started our food truck Fridays event, uh, which every Friday from mid-April at least until the end of May, but we are undoubtedly going to extend it. We have a different food truck. I love that. We're working with uh, these great people. It's an Instagram account called Hudson Valley Food Trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's coming up with all these ideas? My wife. <laughs> I'm like, as you're talking about this stuff, I'm like, I'm like, I think your wife. He is came in hot. This is great, though. This I mean, I had it. a I had a year to yeah. to, to yeah. gestate, to lie yeah. in bed, and basically be like, "Is this a good idea?" No, that's not a good idea. <laughs> but this is a good idea. All right, let's write that one down. That's um, beautiful, though. That's awesome. So it's a great partnership. Yeah, you guys are moving yeah. forward to yeah. this thing. She is certainly my better half. Just the business manager. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 10%. Uh, yeah. Do you do all the social media too? No, that's all him. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, the food trucks, uh, we're doing a different food truck every Friday. I awesome. love that. Because, um, you know, we, we've recently expanded our menu. Yeah, I was going to um, ask you about that. Where do they, they park in the back? Or? Yep. Okay. Yeah, we park them in the back. Um, and, uh, excuse me, try to reach out as much on social media to like get some, get some uh, buzz going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to, try and start doing a little more advertising around the train station because for those who don't know we are located at the Croton Harmon train station like literally if you are driving out of or walking out of the Croton Harmon train station and you see those two white buildings that you probably have always thought were just people's houses they're not <laughs> they're a real estate agency and a bar <laughs> and uh, how cool is that? that yeah when traffic's bad just walk over to the oh. bar the uh, honestly uh, the best sales days we've ever had in the history of the green growler are when last summer when those tornadoes dropped yeah and like knocked out train service from croton Harmon north yeah we would literally have a line of like 100 people out the door who were like it's raining it's wet I, i'm waiting for my friend to come drive down from poughkeepsie and pick me up I just want a pretzel and a beer. Yeah, and it was welcome. like, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. That's um, great. So, yeah. But we did expand our food menu uh, recently. We've been working with the fine folks at Murray's Cheeses, who have always provided us yeah. with uh, with our cheese plates. But now we're kind of doing a rotating cheese plate. Uh, they hooked us up with some of their house-made burrata. So we're doing a burrata salad. Nice. Uh, the great people at City Line Distributors are supplying us with bread products and... Um, we're starting to make like paninis, like kind of grilled cheeses, That's and do cool. soup and flatbreads. Yeah, I saw and... you have like a tomato bisque soup. Yeah. What? Yeah. Fancy. Soup. Yeah. <laughs> soup and a grilled cheese. How can you That's go wrong? Perfect. So, you know, Love we're going to continue to diversify, and we're we're looking into um, working with lots of local businesses yeah. to try and get their products in here, or do pop-ups or mm-hmm. uh we've been speaking with a lot of local chefs about starting to do like um 
beer pairing dinners Ooh, as nice. possible events yes. in the future. Um, if you wanted to do a beef jerky, Campbell Meats and Dobbs Ferry. Yeah. I always I give them a shout guys. out. Yeah. Uh, so they're, I love them. They could hook you up with um, some really good products. I'm for sure down. Uh, I got the pleasure to meet those guys uh, through uh, the fine folks at Fence Bar. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Who... They come in here a lot, right? Uh, they they do. Yeah, they yeah. frequent. But so also, uh, probably about six, seven months ago, while I was still just managing the Growler, um, somebody put me on to, I think it was Shauna. Uh, our, our she's been on the show She before. was on yeah. an episode, and so mm-hmm. I watched it. Yeah. And I worked in television for 10 years. Yeah. And um, they were here. They came here in uh, last June for our seven-year anniversary mm-hmm. party. Nice. And I introduced myself to them and I said, hey, you know, I'm Evan. I'm the manager of the Green Growler. They were like, oh, great. It's great to meet you. And I was like, I've seen your show. They were like, oh, fantastic. And I was like, well, listen, before I did this, I worked in television. And I got to tell you, your show was a great idea. It looks like crap. <laughs> I was waiting if you were going to say that. I, was I <laughs> would really, really like to help you make it not look like crap. Because I think it has a lot of awesome potential. Yeah. Oh um, You're like, this is the camera you need to yeah. buy. Well, so, <laughs> yeah. So they paired, they paired with um, uh, Matt Boone, Boone Dog, who is a, a cameraman and director and also uh, an investor over at Sing Sing Kill Brewery oh, okay. uh, in Austin. Matt's yeah. an awesome dude. And so Matt shot it and I edited it and did a lot of graphic nice. stuff. And so we had a couple of episodes towards the end of their last season where... They were like, wow, this looks like a real TV show. And it's like, that's the yeah. point. <laughs> that's the whole thing, guys. Um, but they're fantastic. Mikey and Amy and Sharif and Sean, they're just fantastic. And they love their beer and they know their beer. Yeah. Sean is a wealth of yeah. amazing knowledge about beer. Uh, and they're they're just a lot of fun. Um, and so, but I had met, like, uh, through that, it was also great networking. Because yeah. I, I got to meet, um, yeah, tons of people. Um, and just chat about beer, and awesome. so that, that's the best. Yeah, so that kind of like started us mm-hmm. further down this whole yeah. path. That's amazing, beautiful. Are you still doing like um, local artists coming upstairs at shows? That's still a thing. Uh, I I am uh, in the uh, whirlwind of like getting this place kind of turned over to yeah. me. I haven't had a chance to reach out to a lot of local artists. But so if local artists are listening, right. uh, reach out please to reach out <laughs> because I'm interested in doing, continuing the kind of like monthly showings yes. that we've always had of different artists rotating right. in. Um, I'd to reach out to Croton High School's own Aaron Hall, oh. who graduated with my brother Tommy, yeah. who's an artist. Okay. Oh, very cool. For those of you who have never been here, there's two floors of the Green Growler, so the art shows are upstairs. Mm-hmm. So if you come have like a grand opening, you'll have your own space. Yep. Send your guests downstairs, get beer and food and all yep. that. So we, it, we provide wine and snacks nice. for your opening night as nice. well. Um, we do what we actually have, uh, not an artist, but a, a different event that we'll be having upstairs is a local writer, Harvey Hutter, will be doing a signing and reading wow. from his newest book, which is anecdotes and stories about New York City. Uh, and oh, we'll cool. have like snacks and beers and, and wine available, and he'll do a little reading uh, at wow. the end of May, I believe. You um, guys are coming in hot. Trying. Like you are prepared. Trying. This is a beautiful trying. thing to see. It's <clears throat> yeah. great. Yeah. Well, and like I said, you know, I'm, I am all about continuing the Green Growler as a community hub. Yes. You know, um, we've got a bunch of them in this city or uh, in this town. We've got, you know, the Black Cow is always a great yeah. meeting place. Um, 
And I think it's, you know, do the black cow in the mornings. You do the green right. growler at night. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, Even Mr. Grant from the black cow comes to the green growler. So. He, is, <laughs> he is an occasional patron. I love, love Mr. Him. Grant. Yes. He's one of the best people well, ever. I've never had a bad conversation. No, no. And my high school band uh, played an acoustic show at the old black cow, which nice. is now the desertist. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, I, I mean, I've known Michael since, I mean, when I was like a 16-year-old. <clears throat> yeah snotty kid with I the blue hair with the blue hair <laughs> you know smoking cigarettes behind my mom's back sorry mom um, <laughs> sitting outside the blackout like smoking cigarettes and and uh and michael and um i can't remember cameron's last name but cameron was a uh bartender there and his family used to own video connection um all these people they would come outside like, smoking's terrible for you i'm gonna tell your mom like, shut up <laughs> you don't know me and please don't <laughs> and please please don't tell my mom Oh my god, this has been so much fun. Normally, towards the end, I say what's coming up, but I feel like we've covered yeah, everything yeah. we have coming I up. I would say uh, thegreengrowler.com. We keep it updated with events. We're on Instagram, green underscore growler. Uh, you know, you can find us on Facebook if you search the green growler. Um, and we do have a Twitter. Uh, it mostly just pushes beer notices, but uh, I'm working on it for all you, <laughs> all you Twitter. Fiends. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Check us out on social media, and uh, we are located at. We are at Four Croton Point Avenue, in Croton on Hudson, uh, just outside the Croton Harmon train station. Beautiful. Uh, and they have their own parking lot right yes. behind the building. We have that a private parking lot. lot, and if it spills over, we have access to the whole train station parking lot. On the weekends, it's five bucks for the whole day. So don't forget to pay and get a ticket, though, guys. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. We don't want you to. We don't want you getting tickets. And don't park in in the lawyer's lot. He will get you towed. Uh, what are your hours here? Ah, so uh, we are closed on Mondays. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, we open at two and close at ten thirty. Thursdays we open at two and close at midnight. Mm. Friday, Saturday, we open at eleven a.m. Close at twelve thirty a.m. And Sundays, we open at 11 a.m. and close at 10.30 p.m. We are the latest game in town on Sunday. You are. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. Thank you so much for having us. Thank, Thank you, you guys. for the delicious beer. Of Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. I don't think we even did that. We started talking. <laughs> <laughs> we got the crack to, to start it off and the cheers to finish it up. And it's been perfect. Uh, if you guys are thirsty for more, Jim, where can they find us? You guys can listen to us on Google Play for Android, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Spotify, Breaker, Podbean, all the Pocket other places. Cast. The Pocket Cast, all the other places that Dana <laughs> listed <laughs> off last night on our recording. Uh, but uh, we look forward to bringing some awesome beer content to you guys soon. And rate us. Take care, guys. <laughs>